And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Rose. What up, doll? I'm David. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. Reg, dog. I just wanted to have an uneventful intro. That's all I wanted. It's, it's that's all I wanted. It's the news. We're James Jacoby. What do we do? We get a people. What they want? Can I do a two second derailery? Oh come on, Jalen. You heard Harry got a movie coming out? Yeah, I did. Tell me twenties. We, we, we got industry tastemakers. Jalen, our colleague, also an industry tastemaker, Rachel Nichols, had a chance to sit down with the two new Clippers. Rated R. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And Kawhi had an opportunity to talk about his free agency decision. Here's what he told Rachel. We we talked um, and, and just wanted to uh, see what the possibility will be to play together. Um, and then as he's going through his free agency, looking at the teams that he was looking at, coming back to L.A., um, you know, it, it seemed like an opportunity that um, I couldn't pass up. Um, he wanted to come back home and play for uh, hometown. Um, so it, it just was an opportunity that I think we both didn't want to pass up on. How close were you to maybe going to one of the other two teams you considered? I was very close, uh, real close. Uh, you know, um, when they presented the opportunity to play with Paul, uh, like I said, it was... It was an easy, easy guess. Let's let's get it going. Couple things. Number one, Kawhi, what's up with that shirt, dog? Number two, <laughs> nothing wrong with that shirt at all. No, fresh. no, no. Does he know there's going to be cameras there? He's crisp, to please. Me. Number two, Jalen. He mentions how close he was to going to other teams, and Paul mentioned that the opportunity presented itself to go to the Clippers. And he couldn't pass it up. I feel like this could have gone a lot of different directions. At the last minute, it ended up landing with the Clippers. Is that your read as well? Yes. And that's why I went on wax and was like, he 99% going to stay with the Raptors. Because Paul George, just because he walks into an office at OKC saying he wants to get moved after AD ends up with LeBron, after Kyrie and KD both sign, Jimmy Butler comes off the board. The musical chairs... Were happening and then the music stopped and Kawhi didn't have an all NBA player to run with. And then the Clippers like, we'll try to get James Harden. And then the Raptors like, we'll try to get Paul George. Mm-hmm. I truly don't believe that the Lakers were in play. And so for both of these guys who grew up in California and while their games are loud and they both lock down defensively and get you to buckets and play winning basketball, their personalities are stay low and keep firing. They are. They didn't go to USC and UCLA. One with the Fresno. One with the San Diego State. So they're going to come back and embody almost a hometown movement of the Clippers where the Lakers are that storied franchise that rightfully so gets the transplants. LeBron James and Anthony Davis that come to Los Angeles for all of the fruits that come with being in the purple and gold. 
it's going to be great basketball on the West Coast this year. He did mention the purple and gold because there were some rumors and reports and people saying that the Lakers felt a little bit manipulated. They felt a little played. They felt like, you know, they were asking a lot of them and they were sort of like acquiescing to some of these demands that were being made just to be sort of left at the altar. But that's kind of how the game is played. But when he did, when he was asked about this, Kawhi said to Yahoo Sports, if they didn't want to wait, they didn't have to. They didn't. And we came on this show and there were those that criticized the Knicks who realized they didn't have a high opportunity to get to get Kawhi Leonard for not waiting and signing the people that they signed because they felt like it wasn't going to be realistic for him to come. So the Lakers also had that choice, mm-hmm. but they also should have known. Magic Johnson, my childhood idol, who I'm pretty sure everybody in Kawhi's camp loves and adores as well. When they're meeting with him after he stepped down from the team and not meeting with the people that he would actually be working with on a day-to-day basis, that should have given them some sort of signal that they probably weren't the favorite. Well, regardless, it seemed like it was between the Raptors, the Lakers, and the Clippers. And based on this information that we just got from their mouths, it seemed like it swung at the very end when it did. Paul George it did. decided to it go did. to the Clippers. The Paul George thing came out of nowhere. Hit me like a haymaker. There was nobody that follows the league that was like, well, there's one opportunity for Paul George to be traded to the Clippers, and then Kawhi joins him there. They're like, We didn't see that coming. However, Paul George spoke about how it went down between him and the Thunder that led to him going to the Clippers. Let's listen to Paul. This was nothing that came out of the blue. Um, we were all on the same page. Um, the initial plan was to... You know, give it another year, see what we could do. Um, and, you know, I did that. We played another year. Felt like we were just stagnant. And, um, you know, the next thing was, you know, let's, let's go forward and, and go on with other plans. And, um, again, it was mutual amongst everybody. We all, uh, you know, Thunder got amazing packages out of it. Um, for myself, for us, Houston involved, got great packages. So I, I think it was just a win-win across the board when we all looked at it and thought this was the best moment to, uh, you know, to pull the plug. It okay. looked like Kawhi wanted to say, what it do, baby? Yeah, he's holding it in. <laughs> Jalen, do you remember when Russell Westbrook was on stage and Nas was on stage and Paul George was on stage and they were in Oklahoma City and they announced his new four-year deal with Oklahoma City? Did that seem like, oh, we're going to take one more year to see what we can do? Did that sort of seem like at that moment? It did not seem like that. But also, hindsight can be twenty twenty. And for Paul George and NBA players, I want people to understand the dynamics that have changed so get used to it. Not only do the players have more power, there's more diversity in the room. Different decision makers representing LeBron James' best interests like a Rich Paul or a Kawhi Leonard with an Uncle Dennis. So now that's what shapes the league and makes it look like something new is happening because it is. And what Paul George is describing is something that he did, OKC, four-year deal, but yet understanding in his mind that he may want to be gone after one. I don't know. Is what Kawhi did not do to the Raptors. Mm Mm-hmm. Because imagine if he would have signed a long-term deal, played one year, and then he said, asked I'm to good, be out. let me get out. So he didn't do that. Here's the bottom line. PG and Kawhi got what they wanted. So when you're sitting down with Rachel 
You can look in the rearview mirror and say whatever you want. When Sam Presti listens to that clip, because he watches Jalen Jacoby every day. Yes, he, he watches does. the re-airs. No doubt about it. When he sees that clip, is there a part of him that's like, you lying, Paul? No. Really? You ready for this? Really? Let me tell you what it is. Okay. Take it from somebody that's been traded multiple times. When people walk away from a trade, both people feel like they took advantage of the other side. Mm-hmm. So Sam Presti's looking at that press conference like, ha-ha, but I'm about to be getting all y'all first-round picks the next couple of years. And so if something doesn't go very well, we're going to be doing pick swapping and all of that. And again, who would have thought when Dame Dollar made his shot from 35-plus feet that when he was waving goodbye, he was also doing so to the future of the Oklahoma City Thunder that they would trade – to all NBA players in less than 10 days. Normally that does not happen. Normally that doesn't happen. I don't think it's ever happened before. Correct. And this is where Kawhi ending up with the Clippers, you have to give Bomber, Doc Rivers, Lawrence Frank, Jerry West, their brass a lot of credit for actually getting the deal done because people sleep on this. The Raptors were trying to get Paul George, too. Oh, yeah, they were. So this idea that, oh, because Paul ended up with the Clippers is, oh, such a great homecoming. If the Raptors would have got Paul George, it's likely they would have kept Kawhi Leonard. So he was the domino. So while we were following the The flight the the SUV, we should have been following Paul George. Because he was the person that swung the vote. And the, just the fact that none of us saw this coming is what makes it so Nobody, excellent. nobody, It makes it so nobody. much fun to cover no this league. And you mentioned, you mentioned Steve Ballmer being part of the package, the people that run the Clippers that got this deal done. And Steve Ballmer was there to introduce the two new Clippers, and he was mildly enthusiastic. Let's check in on Steve and his I have these notes, but I got to say I'm just fired up to be here today. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! But most of all, I'm pumped to say hello as Clippers to Paul and Kawhi. Come on! Come on! Come on! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am, get up! Yeah! I'm pumped! I'm he got, pumped! He got media members standing up like they clipped the thing. Fans. He was like, get up! He's like, and they're all like, oh, we work, oh, I'm sorry, I work for the well, ESPN. I'm here as a reporter. They had a choice. They had to do it. He didn't want to make it awkward. They, they didn't, didn't want to make it no, awkward. No, they didn't have to do it because you and the same I would have stood up. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, uh, you know, you're not talking to the Clippers now, fans here. Now, if they both would have came to Detroit, I would be standing on the table. <laughs> I don't okay. think we don't have to worry about but that. But how about this? As a fellow Michigander, I applaud his enthusiasm because he had mm-hmm. a sense of urgency to get this done, competing against the story brand of the Los Angeles Lakers, who just acquired LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the last two offseasons. And you're still playing in the same building as them. So you're going to need something that's attractive to when you get your new home. Oh, he got something attractive. So now he got two game-changing players. The two happiest people I saw on social media yesterday, Bomber was actually the second. Marcel's Wiley. I'll tell you the second. The, I'll tell you the first 
happiest entertainer and celebrity yesterday. My rock brother, Meek Mill, was off probation. Just signed Dream Chasers a co-deal a co with Rock Nation to do music, okay? He getting off probation to a little bit happier than Steve Ballmer acquiring Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Steve Ballmer's enthusiasm is infectious. And I look at him, and he's, you know, he's, let's not forget, he's not just the Clippers owner. Like, he's one of the richest people in the world. And he carries that enthusiasm. He's been doing it at business meetings for his entire career. Do you think he gets this excited about everything? Like, imagine him Christmas morning. Imagine him the birth of his children. Imagine him just after a good meal. Like, I just like envisioning life with Steve Ballmer. You can't keep that level of enthusiasm all day. You bless a bet. Yes, you can. Bless a bet. He can. If anyone can, it's him. You will burst a blood vessel. Steve, quick question. Can you keep that level of enthusiasm all day long? Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> well, I think we have an answer right there. But what that should teach everybody and give everybody a level of comfort taking from the words of the great American philosopher, David Jacoby. Oh, what's that? People don't celebrate enough. People like Steve Ballmer celebrates So when you look at us. Steve Ballmer, I know people will say, well, he's a billionaire or he's the owner of a team. But imagine if all of us had that fervor and that enthusiasm try to for life. It. I try to bring it every day, but you keep bringing me That's down. That's what I took So he, he does have that enthusiasm when he was at the microphone. However, there, even Steve Ballmer has to share the spotlight. So here's how he is when other people talk. Look at how he sits, Jalen. <laughs> like, why is he sitting like he's in the middle seat of an airplane and someone's gangstered the armrest from him? Well, who sits like that when they have armrests? He's sitting like somebody that... Basically, shackled. <laughs> he really does. He really, really is. He said, "You know what it is? He's got so much enthusiasm that if he doesn't restrain his arms, that's he'll what just he's be doing. constantly fist pumping. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He's like, listen, that's I don't, don't want to. I, I have to restrain myself because I'm so fired up that I have these yeah. two players on my team. And I'm gonna tell you, what are you gonna tell me? How sports work. We're gonna celebrate Bombers' enthusiasm, and we appreciate the fact that they're moving into a new building. But let's not underestimate something." When Jerry West was hired, Doc Rivers lost one of his jobs mm-hmm. as an executive with the team. Okay. Now, as a championship-level head coach, he just got on the hot seat. That's how this works. So, some tells me he's going to be all right. Some tells me he's going to be all but right with this roster. He's going to be all right. Okay. I'm happy for Doc getting a chance to coach these guys. And my guy, I'm a- Sam I am Cassell. Yeah! You know, times get hard. Whether you need to get out of debt or you just need a loan, you can go to LendingClub.com. If you're carrying revolving debt, that means you're not paying off your card every month and could be paying thousands in interest every year that you don't have to. With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed-rate personal loans. No trips to the bank, no high-interest credit cards. Just go to LendingClub.com, tell them about yourself and how much you want to borrow, pick the terms that are right for you, and if you're approved... Your loan is automatically deposited in your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer lending platform with over $35 billion in loans issued. Go to LendingClub.com slash J&J. Check your rate in minutes and borrow up to $40,000. That's LendingClub.com slash J&J. LendingClub.com slash J-A-N-D-J. All loans are made by WebBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Jalen, we have some bad news about Adrian Peterson, who had a great year last year, veteran of the NFL, has made a lot of money in his career. Well, he's being sued for defaulting on a loan that he took out 
to pay other creditors back. His lawyer called it, quote, another situation of an athlete trusting the wrong people, end quote. Mm. Jalen, this has been covered for years, but how does it come to be that someone like Adrian Peterson ends up in this financial situation? So would you like the good news or the bad news on this story? Just give us the real talk. Give us the bad news. Okay. The bad news is when you become a professional athlete, at some point, you also have to become a professional money manager. Mm. And what you can do is you don't have to earn, learn the intricacies of the stock market and you don't have to learn the gives and goes of all of the things that people do for a living. But what you have to learn is this basic information. What's up? Know how much your recurring bills are. So, for example, if you have 10 of them, if you have 20 of them, if you wake up in the morning and these are going to be your bills as an adult, those are called recurring bills. That number that they cost each month if you want somebody to pay those for you, you wire that amount of money and let them pay your recurring bills. Bills that are going to fluctuate, like your credit card bill. Vacations. Or just miscellaneous expenses that come up. Those have to be the ones that you sign off on. You don't give somebody complete autonomy to spend all of your money. That's one. Number two, there are so many people, and I thought about this watching the ESPN 30 for 30 broke. documentary on broke athletes. These same people that were managing those athletes' money, while we profiled the athletes that went broke, you know what we didn't do? Profile the people that they were paying money to to manage their money, and they did it poorly or improperly. All we do is show the athlete. Mm-hmm. We allow the people who actually mismanage their money go ahead and do it to somebody else. To go ahead and do it to somebody else or to still have their careers. Um, Jalen, it's kind of a drag. What's the good news? Here's the good news. With the era of player empowerment Mm -hmm. and information being as readily available as it's ever been, I'm going on wax to say this. Adrian Peterson will be the last player to make the kind of money that he made and end up in a situation like this. He's going to be the last one. That's really good news. Well, you mentioned reoccurring bills and sort of like managing your money and being safe about it, and that's becoming more important to NFL players right now. Um, A sports-based lawyer, he focuses on sports, he's in Florida, gentleman by the name of Darren Heitner. He's published two law books about sports law, worked for Forbes for about six years. He got his hands on a memo, a memo that was sent by the NFLPA to the players, and it advises players to be ready for a work stoppage. How does that represent itself? Save half of your paycheck. Not to start new business ventures. Limit your debt. Limit those reoccurring bills that you talk about and much, much more. Jalen, how serious do you think the NFLPA is about a work stoppage in advance of a new CBA. And it's important to note that they will continue talks about that new CBA as soon as Monday. They should be serious as a heart attack. And I want players to know this. Your family, your friends, your entourage, 
people in your phone right now that say they love you mm-hmm. are going to do it as long as they feel like you're feeding them. The day you start to cut some of those people off, those are going to be the exact same people that unfortunately assassinate your character and slander and take for granted everything you did for them. I've talked for so many years about my love for the NFL and it actually being my favorite sport. And I said, the only way the players are going to get to some of the outcomes that they hope to achieve, like guaranteed contracts, they have to be willing to strike. And it doesn't have to be for a whole season. Imagine if NFL players the first week of the season decided we're not playing. What do you think that would do for the league, for television, and for fantasy? There would be uh, there would be some some financial backlash to that. There would be, there would be some issues. So when you have a level of power to exercise, at some point you got to be willing to plant a seed to create a harvest. And I know with thirteen hundred players, it different varies variations of finance, different um, points of their career. It's a tough sacrifice to ask somebody that's in his second of year course. to play special teams. Imagine, no, not even imagine you're a star and you're in your second year, you're 24 years old, you're a millionaire, you're like, I'm going to be making this bread for another 10 years. Why am I going to save half of it? Why am I going to limit my bills? I work so hard to get here. I want to live the life that I've always dreamed I'm going to live. I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, but I'm not going to be financially cautious just because something may or may not happen. Well, you should be. I thought you were going to give a different reason. If, if, if you're not doing it for the reason that the league said, then you're going to end up in the situation that Adrian Peterson ended up in. You should be willing to be fiscally responsible anyway. Now, for those that make top dollar in their game, what I would like to see happen that takes place in the NBA that never happens in their sport is the elite level players be willing to take a larger sacrifice, whether it's speaking out vocally, whether it's sacrifices financially for the greater good of the group. Now, the ultimate benefit isn't going to happen for the players that's currently in the game. Like, when you see role players in the NBA getting 10 plus millions of dollars, it's because players before them had to crawl so that they can walk. So, if everybody acts like we're a unit and we're locking step, you can't have it to where we're in a room and everybody's saying, yeah, I'm willing to stand on the table. And do what we got to do to get what we want. But then when it's really time to be 100, you have people that's crossing the picket line. If they do that, the power of their game and of their union could be so magnetic that it would force the NFL into change. That's the only way it's actually going to happen. Well, I hope that when they get together to you know discuss the new CBA that they can work it out and we will not have to miss any games because I want a good fantasy team this year. You know what I mean? I need a good fantasy team. You know what I want? I want football players to actually do contracts that might as well not be written on toilet paper. That's what I want. Jalen, this NBA offseason has changed the league like no other offseason I've ever seen. And the players have sort of exercised their power as we haven't seen before in terms of playing where they want, moving to where they want, pulling the strings they can to get where they want to be. Anthony Davis is a good example of someone who did that. 
this summer. And Steve Kerr was on a podcast, and he was asked about Anthony Davis. Let's listen in to hear what he had to say. My only issue is when a player who's under contract um, decides not to honor the contract. Um, I think that's a that's a problem, and that's something that could really affect the league. I'm talking more about the Anthony Davis situation, you know, where a guy's yeah. perfectly healthy and got a couple years left on his deal, and says, uh, "I want to, I want to, I want to leave." Um, I think that's a real problem. You know, the Davis stuff was was really kind of groundbreaking. I think, and, and hopefully, not a trend because it, it's bad for the league. Well, a couple things about that. Number one. Why mention Davis instead of Paul George? And number two, as much as I love Steve Kerr, I know you do too, does he sound a little bitter? I don't think he's bitter. And just like when media members break down their opinions about athletes or coaches or what they feel about the sport that they're covering, I try to pay attention to their relationships with the people before they speak to see if there's a bias there. For Steve Kerr, he's always been consistent. Whether it's sports, whether it's politics, he always shoots real talk from the hip. He's not just a league shill talking into a microphone about what's going to be best for the NBA. And I don't think he's jealous of what's taking place with the Los Angeles Lakers because he just won three championships with his team. Mm -hmm. Still has the Splash Brothers. Still has Draymond Green under contract. I think... He's actually correct in his assessment. It's one thing to do what the Pop Father taught us is pre-agency, acknowledging like AD did that you're not going to be re-signing with the team. Therefore, you give the team an option. Let you play it out and walk for nothing. Let you play it out and sign and trade you. Or just let you walk. And so they had that chance. But the Lakers got the number four pick. The Pelicans got the number one pick. And who was the number one pick? Zion. They were happy to get Zion. Mm-hmm. And so that made them more willing to do the deal. For OKC, I felt like that would have been a better example. And I'm glad you pointed to that. Because just because Paul George with three years left on his deal walks into an office and says he wants to move. Doesn't mean you got to move him. Especially so fast. In 48 hours. And so, when you move Russell Westbrook the next week to Houston, these are both teams in your conference. You ain't going to be better than either one of those squads over the next handful of years. Which means those first-round picks are going to be late first round. You may get a Draymond Green. You may get a Kyle Kuzma. You may get a Bogdanovich. You may get a Pascal Siakam with those picks. But Sam Presti has shown that he could draft elite-level players. But Steve Kerr does have a point. I don't think this is sour grapes. I think he was trying to give an honest assessment. You mentioned the first pick in the draft. Who was that again? Zion, Zion, Zion. And he signed with Brand Jordan yesterday. And you just... I don't like it. I don't like it. But we still don't have the exact numbers on that deal. However, our guy Woj Norowski, what'd he drop? Bombs. He drops bombs. Well, not exactly a bomb, but a little, little, you know, a little something he had on this. He said it was the richest rookie deal in history. Huh. Do you think that this player, who we still aren't really sure how he fits in the NBA, deserves the 
richest rookie deal in history. Well, allegedly, it was like five years, $75 million. I would have thought on paper that the number would have been larger. I would have thought so too, especially after what happened in Duke. And also, I would assume that other suitors were in the ballpark of that number, mm-hmm. which just shows me that they weren't much higher than that number, which also tells me this. Zion increased his marketability and his profile as a player by going to Duke. Anybody saying that he didn't is foolish. Anybody saying that he shouldn't have come back after exploding his shoe is even dumber. But here's also what happened. They ain't make it to the Final Four. Nope. So people start to now look at warts in your game. Of course. And start to figure, huh, that 100 mil? Can we get away with giving him 75? You know what? He's not He's not a can't-miss prospect. Like, like LeBron James, I watched him in high school. He was a can't-miss prospect. Anthony Davis, a can't-miss prospect. Zion's like a... He might miss. You know? And I think that's why we saw the numbers, or the alleged numbers, the rumored numbers, to be lower than we thought. Moving on, Jalen, my favorite type of basketball is pickup basketball. <laughs> and there is nothing I love more than watching the best basketball players in the world play pickup basketball and that's exactly what we get to do courtesy of black Ops that spy- basketball Ooh, that's spider mitchell chris Brickley. i know those long arms oh yeah hands. look at that between the legs that pass. was uh trey that young. was trey young like there's there's some names here i was gonna we're gonna go between the legs dennis smith jr right yes, there ds like Jay? i just love watching these guys play it's pickup. crazy that i've watched these guys play basketball so much that i could look at their body language and mannerisms and just tell who it is that is crazy. Jalen, that's not crazy. You get paid a lot of money. You've been watching a lot of basketball. It's not but hard to tell who I, I, Dennis Smith Jr. is and well, Trey Young is. Well, okay. Okay, you can take for granted saying, my skills I'm just saying, if you want. I'm taking for granted your skills. Okay. I'm here to make you better. I'm here to push hey, you better. Are you ready to join these pickup runs? Because I can get you in there. No, those are real good no, runs. No, we can email we can email Chris runs. or whatever. We can get yeah, you in there. I'm ready to run pickup with you. We, yeah, I don't even think you're not ready to run pickup with, with me. Them. I don't even think you're ready to run pickup with me, to be honest with you. I want to see how Melo look in those runs. Get Melo back in the He's league. He's in there. He's in those runs. Free Melo. He was in there. Free Melo. He just didn't have any highlights. Free Melo. He was in there. He just didn't have any highlights. Jalen, we've had our eye on LeBron James Jr., LeBron James' son, for quite some time. He's getting a lot of attention. And a lot of it is because of his father. You know, his father is the most popular athlete in our country. And I've watched highlights of his and I've always wondered, is he getting his attention because he's one of the best 14-year-olds in the world or because he's LeBron James Jr.? I'm going to show you a clip that swayed my opinion. Let's watch him come down the lane. Young! Did he make the dunk? No. But that's a 14-year-old rising up to dunk on a larger defender. Jalen, inside the mind of a 14-year-old. What grade is that? 14. It's going into 9th or 10th. I think it's going into... No, it's got to be going into 9th or 10th. You got a high school, man. Why are you asking me? That's my point. He, that means he's entering ninth grade yep. at 14 because I influence kids 14 to 22. Exactly. I'm not surprised seeing somebody going to the ninth grade dunk. To dunk on somebody? No, let me tell you something. Listen up. I got a story to tell. Okay. I actually played with and against a young man in AAU basketball at 13 years old named Chris Weber. And he was going behind the back. In 6th, 7th, 8th grade and dunking on people. So that's not an anomaly. I was not dunking on people, but in 8th grade, definitely going to ninth grade, I was dunking. Like, this is what happens 
with the trajectory of people that go on to play big time basketball. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about in high school, then in college, then in the league. Usually those guys are dunking in ninth grade, especially if they had a certain height. So I'm not surprised to see that. I'm happy that we're profiling him. And unlike mm-hmm. you, while I understand that we're covering him because he's LeBron's son, I'm actually talking about him and covering him because I believe he's one of the most talented 14-year-olds that I've seen. I look at his court vision. Forget the dunks. Like, I like somebody's maturity and their court demeanor. That tells me if they got what it takes to be a player more so than just their athleticism. From what you've seen from LeBron James Jr., does he have what it takes to be he a does. player? He does. It's early, but do you he feel does. like he does? He does. And I love seeing videos when he's out there with other famous sons. Kenyon Martin, Could Shaquille O'Neal. another team draft him before LeBron's team gets Of course, a chance? that's what you got to do. That's exactly what you're going to do, and they're just going to train him. That's what you got to do. He's going to train him. Like, we know Perfect. that they're going to do yeah, whatever to try whatever to get him. Whatever it takes. Whatever <laughs> power that he has. I'll train you LeBron no James for LeBron James. No but I got to say this. Say it. He missed the dunk, and he didn't get fouled. No. Jalen, Earl Thomas just signed with the Ravens, spent a lot of time with the Seahawks, and he was famously... Said goodbye to the Seahawks, not with his whole hand, but with one finger of his hand. <laughs> Anderson asked him about that, and here's Joe, what he had to say. Pete in the front office, we just didn't, they didn't value me, I guess, like they used to. Um, and then plus I got hurt, getting carted off the field. I think they kind of spreaded us apart even more. I, I gave Pete, you know, the middle finger, because I felt like he wasn't being honest with me. So I don't regret my decision. If my teammates felt like it was towards them, I regret that part. But I don't regret doing it to Pete. Gave his own head coach the middle finger on national television. And then months later, it's just like no regrets. No regrets? Boss move. And my favorite position in football is defensive back. I'm glad you said in football. And so, yes, primetime Deion Sanders and Charles Woodson come to mind for modern Ronnie day Lott. sports fans. Chuck Cecil. No doubt. But guys like David Fulcher and Joey Browner and Rod Woodson, like, I love that position. He embodies those guys for mm. me. Take it to Troy Palomalo. I, I, uh, Troy Palomalo, Ed Reed. Mm. Like, he embodies those guys to me. Like, I'm a huge Earl Thomas fan. I'm a bigger fan of what he did leaving the field. Bigger fan of what he did leaving the field? Yes. Okay. Because they valued him early in his career. He got a little older. They felt like he was slowing down. And they didn't give him the respect that he felt like he warranted. Instead of holding out, he played. And he got hurt. Okay? Perfect pickup for the Baltimore Ravens. Perfect. They're blue collar. They get guys that are physical. He's going to make Problems for the opponents thumping past this season with the Raiders. Jalen, I've got a topic very important to both of us. It affects our lives. It's time for news. Night train lane. There's an Uber driver. I believe he is in Alaska. Benny Blades. When you get into his car, there's a menu of conversations that you can order from <laughs> there's the analyst ride the road rage ride the informative ride the restaurant ride and at the bottom the simon and garfunkel ride the sounds of silence i know what i'm ordering from that venue i'm going with silence 
Would you prefer to have a menu to order from, or would you prefer leave that up there for a second? Default setting. Because I want to make sure silence that I'm getting this properly. That was five different paragraphs of things. Yes, I need to make sure I give a proper answer. But in a vacuum, my answer would be silence. Silence. And only listen to the stations I prefer. But I got something new that I've been doing to Uber drivers that work, Jacoby. I get in the car and let them listen to what they were already hearing and don't even ask them to change it. I complain about every other driver. Something's bothering you. I'll tell you as much as I can about Alaska. I'll talk about the various restaurants. No, I'm going silence. Silence. I want to hear about the restaurants. Moving silence. I don't need a therapist. Nah. I don't need any of that. I need you to get me where I'm going. But silence. That's actually a boss move. That's a boss move. Gives you the options. Because I like when I get into somebody's business, i.e. Uber, and it looks like that they're taking it serious. Mm. He took time and energy to create a theme for his rides to separate him from everyone else. You know what I like? When they have snacks. That's what I like. I like snacks. when they have snacks. I like when they have snacks. I mean, I'm like my kids. Here's the number snacks. one thing that you should have as an Uber driver. What's that, Jalen Rose? Long chargers for multiple devices. Yes. And an idea where you're going. That's all I'm asking for. Just don't ask me where to go. So just you don't have, have to idea share your charger. Where you're going. Long you know what ones I do? I put headphones in. The in. Don't even play any music just so you don't talk to me. But you're rude. Yep. Jalen Rose, a lot of the story of Kawhi Leonard last year was about load management and his health and coming back from injury. He was asked about his health, and here's what he had to say. I mean, last year I was I came in a year, um, you know, not fully healthy. So, um, you know, we laid out as pretty much a schedule for myself and to see what best could possible fit for for me. You know, this year coming up, I feel like I'm going to be at full strength. Um, you know, we, it's just one of those things you just take down the road and see uh, how your body's feeling. And, you know, it's, just, it's a day-to-day thing. Um, if if anything comes up, you know how the NBA season is. It's a battle, 82 games. But uh, the goal right now is to play the season. So... We'll Jim. see what happens. There's a lot of load management last year from Kawhi, but he was coming back from injury. Now he's saying he's going to be at full strength. Do you want the good news or the bad news on load management? I'll take the bad news. The bad news for NBA fans and load management is the majority of your big-name superstars do not take pride in playing a full NBA schedule anymore. Whether it's 82 games, whether it's 72 games, it could be 62 games. They will still be missing games due to low management. That's one. What's the good news? The good news is you still are going to have certain players that will care. James Harden. Yep. Russell Westbrook. Yep. The Greek Freak. Yep. Dame Lillard. All of these guys come to mind as players that when I have the remote control in my hand, that literally just came to my mind that I anticipate they're going to be out there every night when I'm watching games in December, January, and February. For Kawhi Leonard, he entered a new stratosphere, a superstardom. And with that, you now want to pace yourself for a regular season that's going to bleed into a postseason that you hope becomes a championship run. This year, he didn't use the word that Adam Silver used that I hope that he used after playing nine games. This year was about recovery. 
He had a major injury with San Antonio that got diagnosed. And I came on this program and said that he was not going to be there anymore because of that reason. They traded him. Starting the season with the Raptors, they kind of didn't know what they were getting. They didn't know if they was going to get a guy to play 82 games. They didn't know if they was going to get a guy to play 22 games. They ended up winning the championship. Now that guy is not going to graduate and be the guy that plays 82 games anymore. That ain't happening. And so, like he said, I'm going to trust my body. And based on what just happened last year and him getting a chance to celebrate a parade after playing 60-plus games, I think 70 is going to be a number. I don't think he's hitting 82 again. I don't think he's ever hitting 82. I'll write down that says if he hits that number, then I believe that is more realistic than 82. Jalen, when there's a video or a picture that we really need to break down, you and I go to the table. So, Jalen, you know I've got young children, and birthdays are important. Nieces and nephews. There's a young lady. She's probably turning Margo, two, Chloe, I want to guess. Q. And uh, her name is not Margot or Chloe. It's Elizabeth. And they've got a cute nickname for her. It's Lizard. And it was Lizard's birthday. Isn't that cute? She's a cute little girl. It's her birthday. So mom went to Walmart to get a cake. And you got custom. Get the cake customized. Cake, cake, cake. So cake, it says, cake, cake. happy birthday, Lizard. Right? She brings the cake home. Has the party. Puts the candles in it. What's that say? Loser. Happy birthday, loser. What? My question for you, Jalen Rose. What? If she can't read, does it matter? What? It matters. I'm really big on speaking words to existence to make them matter. Mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also just as big on the information that you consume soak it visually. In. And the energy, you, hear, you think the energy is going to hurt carries. her. So question for you, if you were the mom and you brought home that cake, would you say anything? Well, first off, I ain't bringing it home. Second, if I open it and I see she it didn't says loser. I read the article. You don't know to prepare, but I read the article on this straight one. Straight in the garbage going to get her another. Really? Straight in the garbage. Oh, I'm, I'm giving her the cake and not even mentioning a thing. Really? Saying, it says lizard right You're there. She can't parent. read. She You're can't read. Parent. She has no difference. Between you and Tom Brady jumping off the cliff, would you do that with your kids? No. Can I give a couple of shout-outs? No. To my rock brothers. No. Big Sean, who had a project come out yesterday. Meek Mill, who got off probation. I'm just saying, dog. I'm not showing up anymore. I'm just saying, dog. I'm not dog. doing this anymore. I'm just saying, dog. I spent dog. hours prepping the program. All right. Hours. Yes. And you just come in here and just be like, yes. can I give shout-outs? There, 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 there's a di- you think there's no one in my life I want to shout-out? You, you should I learn- just don't do it on this national platform, one of the most popular podcasts in the world. I don't spend it for my own personal time to give you, people you, shout-outs. Well, you should learn to work smarter, not longer and harder. No, Jalen. No. You think I'm wasting my time? Well, I just think that... I work this hard so you can just show up and do nothing. So you're welcome. I love that. Thank you. So you're welcome. Thank you. So you're welcome. Thank you. How many years you've been producing and I working wanna, in this industry? I don't want to do this anymore. 20. You're going on 20 up now. on 20. Yeah. It'll be 20 soon. A couple How months. How about that? Football season will be 20 years for couple you, months. sir. That's right. How'd that feel? feel I feel old. <laughs> Not made me feel old. In the same field for a really yesterday. long time. Working for the same company? Yeah, never got fired. You're really fortunate, never sir. Never got fired. And you look handsome today. Got a blazer on, got a collar shirt, got a haircut. So when I spend all that time to prepare the show, 
Do you think I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start with Jalen giving a shout out to his Rock Nation brothers. Shout and then out. we're going to talk about my career. And then we're going to talk about my clothing. Do you think that's, do you think that's what you, that you, it's a good way to start a podcast? Is that what yeah. you think? Yeah. No, I think that's how you should have done it, though. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how we should start the podcast. Reggie, can you, can you just play a voicemail? Make this maybe quiet. Yo, what's good? This is LJ from the 901. Shout out, Reg. Get Reggie Mike Reyes, Reg for president. This is voicemail number three with the same question. I need this on the pod, so I'm dedicated. Alright, so I need advice on how to get Jalen type ways, you know, whatever African oils Reg recommend to you, your regimen, things of that nature, whatever you can pass down would be awesome. Um, and then two, I have a cultural regional question. Hot water cornbread. I'm from the South, obviously. I look like Jalen. And whenever I talk to friends that look like Jacoby, they're dumbfounded about what hot water cornbread even is. So they're a cultural or regional thing. Um, once again, shout out Red, shout out Uncle Jacoby, Uncle Jalen. I feel like y'all fam at this point. I've been listening to y'all pod since like forever in the day. So y'all keep getting them checks, keep getting the people what they want. And shout out to my brother, Jordan Taylor. Peace. Terrific caller. No. Really informative. Well, yo, covered a lot of I ground. I love the caller. But here's the thing. He, got, he said red for president. Introduced and then he started talking family. about Reggie's waves and Reggie's oils. And so, Reggie's the one picking the pot. So, he doesn't listen to the so, voicemails. He, he called three times with the same question. If Reggie listened to all of the voicemails, would you have to call three times with the same voicemail? Would you? Answer the question. No. He wouldn't have had to call three times if Reggie listened to all of them because Reggie would have kept that the first time he heard it. So tell LJ how to get the waves. Ask Reg. <laughs> You're hilarious. Like, to be honest, like... Just go to go find Reggie on social. Reggie the, Hooks. The, 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 the first time I wore a do-rag in my life was like a, a year ago. Shout out to you. The first time I put any type of oils in my hair... I got them from Rich. It takes us eight years to make this show get good. It takes, when it comes to your hairline, you can just snap your fingers and things like that. My hairline is God given. Thank you so much for the call, LJ. Thank you to everybody for tuning in to Jalen Jacoby. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that, KRS? We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people time.